0: so welcome to the next episode of cruise talks i'm your host just cruise this episode we're going to be talking about why uncle sam and the military wants you so when it comes to the military a lot of people don't want to join or skeptical to join. And the thing is, is the military wants you, though. The, the, they want you. They they want you to join. They want you to be a part of that fraternity, of that sorority, uh, whichever way you want to put it. It's, it's a big organization. It's the deadliest force on the planet. Easiest way to put it the United States military. There's nothing comparing it. There's nothing as equal to it. There's nothing that matches us. So it's something that it's a privilege and an honor when you get to actually don one of those uniforms and put it on and serve your country. But keep in mind, it's something that you have to volunteer for. It's not something that, it's not, it's not a draft like it was during a couple of wars back in the day where we still have veterans dealing with issues from those wars. This is a all-volunteer force. So if you decide to join the military, it's because you chose to raise your right hand Swear into the Constitution that you will defend it and uphold it. So it's something that not a lot of people want to do. It's not something that it's appreciated as much as it should be, but it's something that people need to pay attention to. And I think it enhances you and sets a foundation for you where a lot of people don't realize that that's what it does. It can set you up for the next stage in your life where you're not in the military because the military isn't something that lasts forever, it's something that you use. It's a lifestyle, basically. Some people try to make a career out of it. Some people do their 20 years. Some people do 30 years. Some people even get close to 40 years in the service. If you go National Guard or Reserve, time is differently calculated when it comes to retirement time. But There's a lot of people that spend a lot of time on there, but you get a lot of resources and you learn a lot and you get there's a lot of advantages to it. Uh, Just by just by starting, you can get a signing bonus, which is one of the big things with the military you get a signing bonus to join the military a lot of jobs don't offer that a lot of jobs don't offer you an incentive like they're like hey we're going to give you a bonus on top of your pay in order for you to join us now some companies have resorted to doing that because they have noticed and they realize that it is something that benefits and it's something that hey that's that's a crazy incentive um i don't know how many companies are given like 40,000 or fifty thousand as a sign-on bonus. It's something to think about, especially if you're like eighteen or something, or even if you're not eighteen. Whatever age the the joining age, I think now is like at forty-three. Now, so you could be forty-three year old years old joining the military, and you can still get a bonus of like forty thousand. So it depends on how you go about it, but that's one thing that it's like, hey, you go to a recruiter. They're going to offer you a signing bonus. It's like, hey, maybe six years, four years, three years, depending on what you choose. But keep in mind, when you sign up, it's an eight-year obli- obligation. So you're going to sign up. You're going to have your active duty time, or you might just have your reserve time in total, depending on which active duty or National Guard or reserves that you join. But the obligation is eight years. So that's an eight-year obligation that when you sign up, that's that's what you're getting into. So it's not something that you just, hey, I'm going to do a couple of years and I'm done with. No, it's an eight-year obligation. So with this eight-year obligation, you're joining, but you're also taking part in something that not many people do. You're you're the 1%, and there's a lot of 1%ers that are still around. Most of them are veterans now. Some of them gave all they could, but they're still known as a veteran, and they still know that they raised their right hand to defend the Constitution. So it's something that it's a it's an honor to do. Like I said, it's it's something you you take pride in wearing that uniform. Like, not everything is great, but that's with everything. Some things have its bad sides. Some things have its good sides. There's negatives. There's positives. There's ups and downs. But you can find that with any job. There's no job that is perfect. So the military though gives you that different perspective and a different aspect of hey. We'll sign you up and we'll give you a sign and bonus to sign up. That's one thing. So going into the next part, it's a steady paycheck. You're getting a paycheck on the 1st and the 15th of every month without fail. You get 30 days of leave or vacation time per year. You can accrue those and actually get it up to 60 days in total, but that's the most you can hold on to depending on how long you serve in the military. Because remember, some people serve a lot of times and depending on your job or your situation or your position, you may not be able to take the leave as leisurely as you would like to. It's not like on a civilian sector where you could just take leave and it's just like, hey, I'm deciding to go on leave or I'm, gonna go, I'm going on my trip to the Bahamas or the Virgin Islands or I'm going to Miami or Vegas. It's not something that you could just up and do and just like, hey, you just going to miss work. So it's something that has to be approved and it goes through the channels. But it's something that, hey, no other job is gonna afford you thirty days of vacation per year. it's not. nobody really does that. Most of the time, they give you two weeks. With this, you may have to put it in in advance and sometimes you there there is times that people lose out on those, like they they book flights, they cancel them, stuff like that. so it it has its drawbacks, but at the same time, it's thirty days of paid leave because you're getting paid it's not getting paid extra but you get getting that leave they have updated the paternity and maternity leave so now you are getting a lot more time to spend with your kid if you're the primary caregiver or secondary caregiver meaning if you are the mother or the father you're getting time to actually spend with your kids which before it was only 10 days and it keeps on increasing because they see the need that it's or you it's like be all you can be throwback saying and they brought it back but it's also family first or they're trying to push the family first because they want to take care of families because the thing is the most essential part of being in the military is the family without the family you, you can't do nothing a lot of people have family to back them to support and it's the ability to support your family and the ability to have your family support you is one of the things that allows you to keep pushing forward and keep going and allows you to broaden your horizons and your family's horizons because you get a a bunch of different experiences. So it's something that you get to take advantage of. Another thing is is you get a yearly clothing allowance. Not many jobs do that. Like with this, they give you a clothing allowance. It's like about, I think, $300 or $400, depending because it is increasing, but you get money to pay for uniform stuff like that. Now, mind you, it's not going to cover everything. It's not going to cover everything, but you can buy a couple of items here and there that you know, hey, if you got a t-shirt that's worn out, you can replace that t-shirt. If it's like a uniform top that you need to re- replace, you can, you can do that. So it's not like it's meant to replace all of your wardrobe. It's to replace that stuff that you know looks either faded out or it's like beat up sometimes you just end up keeping that and using that as like um, stuff to go out into the field so that you don't really waste it you just keep it you just wear it on certain occasions where you know people won't look at you like man that's that's faded bro like you need to change that out so that that's one thing also you get that clothing allowance and you can you can use it on uniforms if if you maintain your stuff and all that hey most people pocket it I'm not i'm not gonna lie most people pocket that clothing allowance so it's something that happens hey it happens it happens you pocketed it hey nobody's gonna bat an eye but just make sure you're at least updating and keeping your stuff up to date clean crisp don't don't make it seem like hey you you got the money but you're not spending it but then you have an excuse as to why you couldn't um update your stuff so that's one thing um also with joining, besides the fact that you have 30 days of leave you got your yearly clothing allowance you have a steady paycheck, 1st and the 15th, and you possibly get a signing bonus, you also get benefits that go along with it. One of the big benefits that comes with it is education. So you have the GI Bill. So for those that don't understand the GI Bill, it's basically, well, as long as you get honorably discharged or other than honorable, if you get like a bad conduct or something like negative, you don't get the GI Bill. So it's a benefit that you receive for serving your country. Basically, you get education paid for for 36 months so basically you sign up or basically try to gain admissions to any school or uh, any accredited school and the army or the military or the government basically pays for you to go to school and that's after you're done with the military like currently right now i'm a kansas state university graduate student uh, and I'm going there because the GI Bill is paying for it. But also while I was in the military, I used uh, tuition assistance, which is one of the benefits while you're in, on active duty, to pay for my bachelor's degree. So I gained my bachelor's degree from Fort Hayes University, uh, also in Kansas, even though I was in Hawaii when I got it. And that was paid through tuition assistance within the Army. So while I was serving, I was able to use money that they were giving me to use for education to get my bachelor's degree and now that i did my time got my gi bill using it to get my master's degree and possibly start a doctorate after so it depends on how you use it and there's benefits that you can gain from it so the tuition assistance alone on active duty is like sometimes you may get the time to use it sometimes you don't it depends on your situation basically but if you have the time or you have a position that affords you to have that extra time to be able to go to school, use it. If it's, it's it's a tuition assistance. And now it's easier where it doesn't have to get um, approved by your commander. It's just basically a need to know for them. Like, hey, yeah, I, will, I enrolled in school and stuff like that. Because the thing is, is the tuition assistant is paying for your class. So basically, if you fail that class, you have to pay that back. Same thing kind of like with the GI Bill. If if you're going through the class and you're going to school and you're passing, you're good to go. But once you start failing classes, you got to pay that back and you can lose some of those benefits. Uh, I'm not entirely showing any other restrictions when it comes to like failing courses because I made sure not to do that because I wasn't trying to pay it back. Because, like I said, it's basically free money that you can use to obtain a bachelor's degree. Now, keep in mind, you're not going to be able to take full semester courses like 12 classes and stuff like that, but you could take that three three hours, six hours, and you could do that, sometimes you could just do one semester at a time, just do one class, but that adds up and it's something you're not paying for, and it doesn't take part into your GI Bill once you get out the military, so you can use that, if you do a 20-year career, you can have the military pay for basically, most likely your bachelor's and your master's, if you're doing 20 years, The army will help pay for it now depending on the school and the um pricing of tuition that that might change things so that's something that you have to pay in mind to but like if you go to american military university you could do your bachelor's and basically the amount of tuition or um yeah tuition assistance that they give you matches what their credit hours are worth so basically it's like an incentive for you to go to that school because whatever the TA is paying, they're accepting for that class. So it's never anything out of pocket. All the books are online and you could just use it that way. So using American uh, military university is a great way to get your bachelor's degree or even your master's degree. And you're doing it on uncle Sam's time. Uncle Sam's pay doesn't hurt to do it. You don't get any um housing allowance though. Keep that in mind. It's just basically a benefit that you can use while on active duty gain your bachelor's gain your master's and that's part of the education benefit there um you also have um the, he- the healthcare system yeah i know everybody's gonna say something about it uh it's free but it's not great um there's different aspects to it and it also depends on yourself it- it's you also making sure you're trying to get better and you're trying to work through, like, if it's physical therapy or making sure you make your appointments, you have your dentist that you go to that you're scheduled to go to every six months or every year you're going to the dentist. Um, Depending if you need extra cleanings and stuff, that's something that the military pays for. Like my teeth, they were cleaning them every, what, three months? Um, So I had issues with my teeth, but that's something that the Army also provided dentist. provided a medical provider now like i said some of them aren't the greatest some of them are great some of them are not but you have that care available so it's up to you also to go get seen go get it notated and that's also important when it comes to the va when you're done with the military you want to make sure that you are accepting all the information you can gain when it comes to filing a claim at the end at the end of your career or at the end of your time in service so that's something that you got to pay attention to and something that the healthcare does provide and you have that and then also it's a benefit to your family when it comes to the healthcare system um that's something that you can continue to use and you continue to learn from just because of the fact that it's there for your family, like your family is taken care of. So if your family has any issues and stuff, they get a provider. If they can't see the provider on base, they can try to get a referral to go off base. And it's free of charge, basically, because TRICARE, which is the military insurance for health care, covers that. So with that being covered, that basically allows you to have that in there. You're there. You don't have anything to worry about. Your family's taken care of. If you have an emergency, um, you have to go to the ER for any of your kids or something like that. You go. It's it's taken care of because basically the VA, well, not the VA, uh, TriCare will cover that. So that's something you got to keep in mind when it comes to healthcare. It, it's not only for you. If you have a family, it's very beneficial for your family to have TriCare because it's it's a whole different atmosphere when you're not in the military anymore. When you actually have to deal with uh, co-pays, deductibles, uh, checking to see if this provider is within your network or if that one's not in your network or what the tier is. It's like it's a whole different world out here now um, dealing with that. But that's something that you learn once you're out because it's not something you're used to. You're not used to dealing with medical insurance because when you're in the military, you just go and get seen Or your family goes and gets seen and it's taken care of. Yeah, uh dental, I think it was like what, twenty-nine dollars a month or something. Uh you also get life insurance. Life insurance you pay, I believe it was I was paying twenty-nine dollars a month, and that was a benefit that I had that basically in case anything happened to me while I was in service, that was a four hundred thousand dollar payout to my family in case of that. And you can also get stuff for like your spouse. I believe it's 100,000 you can do for your spouse, but it's something that you can set up as a beneficiary for your family. Uh, Another thing within the education is also the fact, uh, I forgot to go back with the GI Bill. The GI Bill can be transferred to your uh, family. So that's something that it is a stipulation behind it while you're serving it's You have to, in order to transfer it over to a family member, you have to sign an extension for at least four years. So let's say I wanted to, while I was serving, I'm at year four and I wanted to transfer my GI bill to my daughter, which you can split it to multiple dependents. It doesn't mean it just goes to one. You can split it to multiple dependents. But if I'm at year four, I would have to sign up for another four years in order to be able to transfer it to them. Now, it's not something that you can just transfer it just as you please it's basically you sign that four years you do those four years then you're able to do it if you don't do that you're not able to transfer it over but there's a different um it's called chapter 35 once you're dealing with the va and you're 100 percent permanent in total that's a different story where your yeah, family can be taken care of also while going to school and they receive a monthly stipend so that's but that's outside of the military that's after you're done with the military we're talking about the time while you're in, basically. But then there's also different programs that are accessible to you while in the military. There's the AER loans, there's the ACS, there's military one source. There's um shit. You, you live rent-free. You don't pay water, you don't pay electricity. Um which goes back to like even just the signing up. Like, hey, if you if sometimes it's like for homeless people it's it's something like that which is a problem where we have homeless people homeless veterans at the at the back end but it's something that could get someone off the street if they're homeless like hey join the military now like i said it's not for everybody but there's a big benefit in joining because hey you get food you get provided food you, you got a defect you go to eat sometimes the defect can be questionable uh but some most of the time there, there's always food there there's always breakfast, lunch, and dinner that you can go and eat. If you're in the barracks, you just join in eighteen. You don't have to worry about paying or wasting money on food because they will provide it for you. Now, if you're married, whole different story. Two is like two different sides when it comes to being married and 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 single. But just that's another benefit. You have food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and that's seven days a week. You have food provided for you. Now on the weekends, sometimes the defect or the dining facility for for defectors, for short basically has maybe two meals they'll maybe have something like mid lunch to like mid breakfast to lunch kind of thing and then they have like an evening one so you get two meals but that's the third one you can go and get something to eat or something like that so but you can always eat there if you want to or you can get your own food so you're saving money like that you're not paying for rent. You live in a barracks room. Sometimes you have a roommate. Sometimes you have your own room. It depends on where you're located and what the barracks are like. Uh, but it's, it's not a bad thing to like, you have your own room, you share a bathroom, you share a common area. It's, it's basically like a college dorm sometimes in some aspects with a bit more restrictions, which the restrictions, I'm not going to add into it. Cause this is why the military wants you because they want to provide this stuff for you. So, it's stuff that they provide that it's just like other jobs can't offer other jobs can't offer you that you may be able to travel the world now traveling the world may entitle going into a combat area combat zone or to a place that you've never been to um some places you might get to experience that you would have probably never thought you would have made it to in your lifetime uh I had the ability to live in Hawaii for three years. I had the ability to live in Germany for four years. That's not something that most jobs offer you. It was like, hey, if you sign up with us, you'll do three years in Kansas, which you're going to be like, who wants to go to Kansas? Kansas ain't that bad. Just letting y'all know. But then from there, I reenlisted to go to Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii. I, lived, I was in paradise for basically three years. Did I get to enjoy it? Not as much as I would like too but i was still in hawaii got to live there someplace that is like people dream of going to just visit and that's maybe for like a week or a couple of days just to like their whole the whole aura that they have from going there and that's something that i was able to experience through the military then the other part was going to germany i got to experience traveling europe because i was stationed out there so it's a lot easier 10 times easier to travel in europe when you're already there you don't have to worry about the expensive flight or the hotels because living there you realize that a lot of stuff is cheaper when you look into it as long as you don't stay in the glitz and glamour you stay in little hometown um hotels and places like that way different experience And it's more enjoyable that way. And you get to see the culture. You get to meet people from different parts of the world. And Germany is not the only location that you can go to. There's places like... uh, You can get stationed in, like, Puerto Rico. You can get stationed in Panama. You can get stationed in Costa Rica. You can get stationed in um, Cuba, Guantanamo Bay. Which I'm not sure if that would be enjoyable or not. But it's still... You get you could get stationed there there's Belgium there's um Qatar there's Kuwait um, there's 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 a ton of places I can't even think of the top like Japan um, there's so many places that you would be able to go and be stationed there now is it a sure thing you're gonna get that no but there's a possibility if you look into it and the stars align for you depending on your job some jobs have more availability. In locations than others but it's something that you 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 get to experience that you probably never thought you would like some people never thought they would be in hawaii or germany belgium be able to go to paris be able to go to switzerland be able to go to the czech republic romania croatia Italy, Greece, like just being over there, you have that ability, but it gives you the ability to live in places outside of your norm. You grew up wherever you grew up. A lot of people in your hometown never left the hometown. A lot of people have lived their whole life in that area and have not escaped that area you can be one of those. You can be one of those that gets away, gets to see a different area, gets to travel to a different location, a different city, meet people from different areas, or just even people from around the world, depending on where you're stationed at. Because with the military, you're going to meet a bunch of people. You're going to meet people that are not um, citizens, but come from a different country, and they want to get their naturalization to become citizens of this country. And they come from all different places of the world. And you have people that are just from all over the world that join all over the states. So if you've never met somebody, or have never gone to a state. Now you just made a friend from Idaho. You you'd never thought you would go to Idaho, but now you know you have a friend in Idaho. And trust me, the camaraderie that comes from being in the military is unlike anything else. That's one of the aspects with the military that that that's amazing like just being able to have those friendships that you build with people over a matter of like what three years some of the people i I was stationed with just for three years are like family to me like i went and i flew out to a, a a wedding like literally when i got out a year after i got out i flew back to a wedding in Germany, because he was ha- he was having a wedding, so he was getting married, so that's something I was just like, I made sure I was going to go, and I was going to go and see, and I was going to be there for him, and that's something that you have that exposure to a new standard of friendship, I guess you could say, kind of, just being able to see people how they are with you, and it's just like the level of commitment, the le- level of camaraderie, the level of like love that people have for you, is is different than like that hometown feel like the hometown friends you have are great don't get me wrong but the military gives you a different feel when it comes to friendships so that's something that it's just you just didn't know you would have but it comes out like you just having friends that have been there for so long and it's something that you get to enjoy so it's something friendships are amazing and basically also with the benefits like being able to travel you get um, space a flights which most locations have some locations have if you are by an air force base most likely it helps out it's basically a free flight that you can get to one of the locations depending if the military flight is flying to that location you can fly there for free as long as there's space on the flight might not be the most comfortable thing but it's a free flight so you get to pay for it now keep in mind that those flights are not for certain, so do not plan on those as a certainty. Sometimes, certain locations, they are available, some are not. Like, while I was in Hawaii, there was uh, chances to go to Atoll, uh, Australia and Japan offer flights from there that they were flying. Now, some of them get canceled, some of them get rerouted, so it's not something that you could depend on, but it's still something that is a possibility to use, so... That's something you have to keep in mind when you do that. It allows you to give you that opportunity to be able to do that. Um, Just travel. And then, like I said, you met that friend from Idaho or from Montana. Um, You never know. They might be like, hey, man, you want to come up? You, you want to come visit or some shit? And you'll just end up in Idaho. And it was like, bro, I would have never thought I would have visited this state. Like, I want to visit the states, but this is one I would have probably skipped. But now, you know, you have somebody there and you go and just visit them and then you explore Idaho or Montana and you're just like, bro, this place ain't that bad. (laughs) And that's, that's what it is. It's like, it gives you that opening to those other locations and availability of meeting and seeing all those other people. Um, but with, with the other stuff, that's, that's just some of the stuff that's there, but then you also get training, um, have you ever shot a weapon before? Some people haven't some people never held a weapon before never hold a never held a gun um some been shooting guns since they were like five, <laughs> so it it depends it varies the level of knowledge when it comes to weapons um but you get that experience you get to shoot you get to you get trained how to shoot now you don't get to practice as much as I would have liked to, but that's also depending on what route you take because you can go and try for the special forces try for the rangers try try for those that are available you go through the assessments you make it through you're going to be doing a lot of training you're going to be doing a lot of stuff if you like that hua stuff you like that you know i wouldn't say john wick but it's like um what's a good movie i can't even think of anything right now but those those movies, like those military movies that you see, that's something that you get to experience. That's something that does happen with those branches or those certain categories of special forces or special operations, which you, you, you have the ability to join as long as you pass the assessments. But that's something that you, you're not going to find elsewhere. You're going to be trained by some of the top people in the world. So that's training that you get to do. Um, some people go airborne you want to jump out of planes you get to jump out of planes perfectly good planes keep in mind there's no, nothing wrong with them they're perfectly good planes but you basically go skydiving every month on the army's dime so what, what is it not to like what like hey if you want to jump out of planes you, you jump out of planes it's not it's not something that hinders you or anything is something that you want to do and you want to try because why not that's that's on you i don't want to jump out of a perfectly good plane but hey some people like doing it and and a lot of people enjoy it they do it every month and they do it depending also on location you're jumping every month or sometimes more than one in a month um some people become explosive ordnance disposal members or they deal with explosives if you want to do that that's a career path also you get to learn and deal with explosives diffusing them stuff like that some of them you actually get to blow up and see how they blow up because you're making sure that it's neutralized in a place where it doesn't have a larger effect or causes any issues or anything for surrounding areas like um explosive ordnance in europe you still have stuff that's from back in the day but most of the time that'll be the local nation to do that but sometimes they do ask for assistance from the states from the people that are there stationed there to take care of some of those munitions so it is it is possible and it does happen um also overseas you have uh with the training you get to train with other militaries i got the ability to work with the british army there's people that get to work with the filipino army with the um uh, vietnamese army south korean army if you get stationed in korea that's another location you can be stationed at and those are things that you get to experience that hey not everybody gets to train with a whole entirely different army get to train with a romanian army or even with the ukraine some some are being taught um or trained on certain things and it's like it's it's interesting you get to work with the polish army you get to work with armies and different entities and you get to see how a lot of the stuff is the same no matter what army you join they have the same things you learn the same stuff you do the same stuff you still have training exercises and stuff like that so it gives you a different perspective like hey okay we're not the only country that does this we do it more because we have that effect to take over places and mitigate issues but it's something that hey you get to train with people across the world or do training with them or you get flown out to them or they fly into you and you do this training so it's something that you take advantage of is something that you enjoy because of the fact that it's just like hey i got to work with the british army and i got to work with the same couple of them like i think it was twice for one of those joint exercises the defender exercises which was those exercises out in europe where um, they were going out to the Baltics, which is Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia, and they were doing joint training there. They were doing training in Poland Romania, and you get to travel through these countries you get to stay in these countries um you get to do a bunch of stuff with them just like and and it's just training it's just training exercises um you learn and gain experience in certain trades or certain uh job abilities that do transfer out into the civilian sector like depending on your job uh, infantry most of the time they end up doing contracting or they can become police officers if they do the contracting sometimes the contracting is uh, six figures in a matter of six months you do six months come back for six months and then go back for another six months and then your rotation is a six months stand. there's different contracting that gets done but that's that's a viable option also with the military um you have um cyber cyber everything you you have those credentials you get um security plus you get all those different networking certifications and basically those manage to go on the outside world also you have a military analyst or military intelligence which they end up getting a top secret clearance and a top secret clearance going anywhere that's the job that basically you can get higher tier jobs because of the fact you have a top secret clearance. Um, you have um, logistics and you have uh, like our supply sergeants or our uh, SSA, which is the storage facility um, managers. They get to run logistics. They know how to run a warehouse. They know how to do that stuff. That's stuff that works all over the world and especially all over the States because it's stuff that you do at work. basically you transfer out into the civilian world and you have the experience because a lot of the things with the civilian sector is experience they want to make sure you're experienced and know what you're doing before they hire you because it'll be crazy like hey you can get this bachelor's degree but you got no experience so we won't hire you i was like but i was getting the bachelor's degree so i could no that's a whole different story but that's with the with the military but Another main thing is like, hey, you set a foundation for yourself with the military. You can set yourself up for your future with the military. The military can provide for you a home, paycheck, health, to provide for your family, helping them do that, it has schools. It has so much to offer people, and people don't take advantage of it. There's so many other programs and entities within the Army or even within the military that people don't use and people don't know of because it hasn't been brought to their attention or some people sometimes don't even know what's going on. But all the programs that are within the military, all the benefits that come with it is something that you, you, you can accomplish so much just because of the fact that, hey, you have a stable paycheck. That alone... That alone changes a lot. Just being able to know that you have a paycheck on the 1st and the 15th, you got housing, you got somewhere to live at. Cause if you live off post with a family, you, you pay that money with the stipend that they give you monthly for the housing allowance or the cost of housing in your area. That's, that's another one of those benefits. So, so it's like the army can provide so much for you. The army wants you, the army wants you to join. The military wants you to join, all branches want you to join because they want to provide that assistance for you. They want you to have that foundation. They want you to be able to build the family and have another family on top of that because the military is just a big family. No matter what, they look out for each other. Yeah, you'll see the memes and you'll see the stories and you see the jokes of how... The Marines and the Army always button heads, but then the Marines and the Navy and then the Navy and the Air Force or everybody jokes on the Air Force or the Coast Guard where we try to find them, but nobody really finds them. It's like, you know, we have those inner jokes with them, but everybody still works with each other and every everybody still respects each other because of the fact that they are still serving. So it's different when we're making fun of each other, but then it's a whole different story when somebody else outside of the entity is making fun of it because it's like you haven't gone through this process you haven't gone through a boot camp or a basic training it's it's all those effects and all that all that pride that you gain from the military all that all all the accomplishment you get from finishing basic training or or boot camp is just that accomplishment um you you stabilize yourself you can stabilize yourself and your family for that time being while you're in the military That's something that you give yourself and that's something that allows you to move forward. So that's something that's very beneficial to you and it's beneficial to the government because it's like, hey, we're providing for you, but you're providing you're providing your blood, sweat and tears. Sometimes all of it, sometimes part of it, but it's something that. It gives you that work ethic, it gives you that life ethic and that. I can't even put it into the best way it just it gives you that opportunity to basically become a better version of yourself by giving you some discipline giving you some stability showing you what you can do and showing you sometimes that your mentality is a big factor in going forward when you join basic it's difficult it's just like yeah I don't know I think I made a mistake But then when you start going through the situations, you start seeing what you can do. You start seeing that you can accomplish a lot more than what you set out to accomplish. That's something that the military can provide you. And it gives you that mentality like, yes, I can endure and I can survive. And shit, you'll learn how to take an L and keep moving. (laughs) That's one thing that the military will do. But the thing is, is you learn to learn from it. And as long as you keep on learning while in the military and use the benefits within it, it's an advantage to you and you will keep on growing as an individual, as a family member, as a member of the military and a member of the government. So that's why um, Uncle Sam wants you. And that's all I got for this episode on Cruise Talks. Once again, I'm your host, Just Cruz. Uh, hope to catch you on the next one. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, make sure to leave a comment or a like or even subscribe if you can, just to just to help out the channel and make sure that you let me know what you want to have topics about. Uh, we will have a we will be doing live recordings on YouTube. That way, people can tune in and actually ask questions or you know have different variety of stuff when we have certain topics. And we will do that and then upcoming it's going to be just a variety of stuff and we're going to keep going. But I did say I wanted to get this episode done which is saying what the military can do for you and why the army wants you, why the military wants you. Remember, you can take advantage of all the benefits that come with it and you can make a better person out of yourself by doing so. So the military wants you they need you they want you and they will help you never forget that just cruise signing out peace